Hey folks, it's Arp, your friendly guide here. Um, obviously, things haven't been great. Uh, we've got a few more sessions, but I just haven't had uh, any way to bring myself to do editing stuff recently. But uh, here's this one. We have a guest uh, eclipse. Fantastic stuff. Please uh, check out the episode. Enjoy it. I think you'll have a good time. We did. Uh, there is some bug stuff and body horror stuff at about 53, 54 minutes, maybe a little earlier. So just FYI, a content warning for that, if that's something you're sensitive to. Uh, the editing on this one's a little rougher because I just can't do it. Anyway, I'll see you all later. Happy New Year. Welcome back, everyone, to Stewards of a Broken Sun. This is the third season of our long-running actual play series, Stories of a Broken Sun. I am, as ever, your friendly guide, Matt or Arp. My pronouns are here, they. You can find me on Twitter at Ycaliber, follow the show at Broken Sun RPG, or visit our website, brokensunrpg.com. I want to acknowledge that this podcast is produced on the unceded territory of the Katsi, Coquitlam, Stalo, Kwantlen, Staminas, and Musqueam people and the treaty land of the Tawasan First Nation. Support Indigenous people around the world. You can do so by exploring the Settler Saturday hashtag on Twitter or other social media to donate directly by learning about land back movements in your area. Or um, you can also donate to the uh, Indian Schools Survivor Fund. Uh, sorry, the... What's it called? Indian Residential... Indian Residential Schools Survivors Society at irsss.ca. You can donate there through their donation page, PayPal, and Canada Helps, or send them a check in North Vancouver. Today, we are going to get digital. We're going to code Lyoko. We're going to matrix it. We're going to do a little bit of a Gone with the Wind, if Gone with the Wind were about people going into a digital world. And I am joined in this adventure by four wonderful folks, and I will introduce them now. We're going to start out by introducing Keekers. Hello, everyone. It's me, Keekers, also known as Be a Space Cat. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I'm here today playing Keva Jarma. I have she slash her pronouns, and Keva also has she slash her pronouns, and I hope you all enjoy our digital ex escapades. I certainly hope so, too. We are also joined by Michael Blood. Howdy, everyone. It's still me, Mike Blood. My pronouns are they, them. I am reprising my role as Reaching Through the Night, and you can follow me on Twitter at GoodSirBlood if you're so inclined, but I would much prefer you to follow uh, at CityWithoutEnd on Twitter, which is the Twitter of my podcast that I produce and DM for. Please please listen to it. It's very funny. I highly recommend that everybody listen to that one. Having a yes. great time. I'm a session or so behind, but I'm very much enjoying what's going on. And we are joined by Velvet. Our greetings, everyone. I'm Velvet Divine, Diablerian enthusiast, and Unseelie Wunderkind. Please address me as such. You can find me pretty much everywhere on the interwebs at OG Brown Sugar, and I will be playing uh, Joan Jaws or Jojo, uh, the punchy shark. Any references or allusions to popular anime are entirely uh, accidental. 
and Brown Sugar LLC is not liable for them. Thank you very much for the legal waiver. And today we are joined again by our special guest, Eclipse. Hi, I'm Eclipse, or Darling Game and Eclipse. I'm a VTuber, streamer, and tabletop role-playing game stream producer thing. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at DDemonEclipse, but on Twitch I'm DarlingDemonEclipse. And then I'm also, I also produce um, at I-U-T-Y-R underscore A-P, or it's up to you really. I don't know, I, I would give you a pitch for it. Uh, it's usually post-apocalyptic fantasy, but it's kind of in a flux state right now. It, either way, it's going to be some weird cosmic shit. That's just what we do. Uh, so if you're into weird cosmic shit, that's that's kind of the through line. It's absolutely worth uh, taking a look at those uh, VODs or catching it live if you can. Highly enjoyable content. Today, we are going to be going, as I mentioned, into the digital world, which was previously entered by Reaching Through the Night and the Logistark, where they met Ah in uh, in the game, in the Republic of Anthophita's propaganda game. Propaganda. Gamaganda. I'm sure there's a better term for this. Propagandata? I don't know. We are going to get in there and uh, see what we can do in, around providing support for existing uh, liberation movements that are in the game and trying to get the digital life forms there um, moving in terms of moving towards their liberation. It's important for us to note, as always, we are not saviors coming in to save the day. Uh, with the Myriad, our job in these cases is to go in and provide support for the people who are already there on the ground doing the work and seeing how we can contribute to local efforts rather than trying to uh, dictate how those efforts should go from our own perspective. And to that end, uh, we can open up on our free play and mission planning. Where do we find the Myriad today? We know that Ollie is busy getting the rig set up so that Ollie can basically not necessarily communicate with you while you're in the game, but will be able to provide you with some support and advantages and uh, will be monitoring your physical bodies as you are all in the digital realm here. You'll be using modified versions of the um, solar sim, what's the thing I'm looking for? Solar sim interfaces. So we can talk about what that looks like in each case. But where do we find the Myriad as you are all preparing for this incursion? You know, I was thinking, what is Kevin going to do to calm herself down? Because I think that this brings back some painful memories about the sun um, and their virtual habitats, as it were. Um, she never actually was inside the sim, but she was aware of it. And... Also, I think it would probably bring up some memories of <laughs> that one time she got her wires crossed with Hubs and was inside of Hubs' uh, virtual reality there. So I feel like she is sitting there wrapped in a very large blanket um, and drinking some tea. Makes sense to me. You think there would be like a light novel isekai name for that arc in the first season? <laughs> <laughs> We'll workshop it. At time, I, etc. Um, yeah, okay. So, uh, Keva, wrapped up in a blanket, drinking some tea, trying to calm her nerves before this uh, potentially upsetting experience. Where do we find Reaching and Jojo? Reaching has five stress and just hasn't had a, a good moment to calm down. He's, mm -hmm. he's been pretty obsessed uh, with getting back into the game and trying to assist Ah. So we see um, 
Reaching is just doing a regular maintenance in the suit as he prepares to submit to the solar sim equipment again. All right. This is sort of the, the focus of the, uh, of the work that you, that you have at the moment, I believe. It's understandable that this would be a very hmm, stressful experience. <laughs> it, it has been, and it promises to be. Mm-hmm. Did we, we did downtime for your mission, did we not? I don't you already... believe so. Oh, dear. Um, okay, we'll get to that in just a moment. No problem. Uh, what's Jojo up to? Knowing they'll be entering cyberspace, Jojo will prepare uh, in the most responsible way possible, which is commit to memory as many Konami code analogs as they can. <laughs> Drawing for hacks, aimbots, all that. It's not a hack. Listen, if, if you committed it to memory like you earned it, <laughs> it's true. the real it's OGs understand. Um, okay, so sorry. I guess uh, Eclipse, did we, we didn't do downtime with you either, I guess, because we had a fairly short uh, time during that recording. I think we can probably uh, run through this, uh, do a quick downtime for uh, Eclipse and for Reaching so that you're going in uh, in top form, if that's okay. So after a job, your upkeep, uh, how many shells you take home, you are working for the Logistark uh, in this case. So that would be, I believe that's three. That's Logistark here. Four. Okay, four shells. Uh, and I'm going to put those into the couriers one here. I forgot I was using pressure talk. I would love to do some downtime. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm just, just going to dump those in. At the, at the mic. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to dump those shells into the prosperity track for now. Um, actually, I guess you could. I guess you don't need to do that. So we can put them. I'll put them into your uh, into your cache for now because there's still there's space for that at the moment. It didn't work. That's okay. I'll fix it later. All right. Uh, so that's upkeep. And no, that's I did it wrong. <laughs> okay. I am rolling for. Got to roll for that. Okay. So I'll roll the dice. Sorry, I'm not running on low sleep right now. Okay, a six. So on a six, that means that you gain how many shell? Six. Okay, so that's even more. <laughs> All right. Uh, that means that I will definitely need to put at least one. What is going on here? I'll need to put at least one of those into uh, the prosperity track for prosperity one. Because there's not enough space in your warehouse for all these shells you've got. Which, of course, shells, again, are a, an abstract. Uh, representation of not just um you know currency which uh is, is not something that we use in medley stead but uh you know favors trades that kind of stuff so what okay. you're saying is we need to spend more shells always got to spend more shells all right heat and notoriety as i recall there was plus three heat to start with uh as a uh, as a consequence of something that happened during that mission yep, uh... plus three heat so um I will just add that on first. Great. Uh, so we're rolling three dice regardless. And what is the heat and notoriety? Smooth and simple, no collateral damage. Contained, minor collateral damage. Chaotic, problem spills over into civilian areas. Major collateral damage, major acts of violence. While then devastating, the problem majorly introduced. I think this is a two heat job. Contained, minor collateral damage. It was just uh, within the game that there was uh, things being reset and the the moderator appearing to uh, attempt to oust you so i think that's two heat there plus one heat for a mission conducted against a high profile or well-connected target uh that is accurate and plus one heat for an operation conducted in hostile territory also accurate so four heat plus three heat is seven heat okay four five six all right we filled the heat track again and 
seven. That one spills over. So you're now notoriety three. Congratulations, everyone. We hit the big leagues. <laughs> hit the big leagues. Now entanglements. No community can survive in isolation. Your home was built by people and people come with histories, debts, relationships, secrets, and a million other connections to the wider world. Sometimes these connections come calling and you'll have to find a way to answer. To reflect this after each mission, you roll dice to find out which entanglement comes calling. Entanglements aren't necessarily bad. They can be anything from a rival faction looking to throw their weight around to an old friend calling in a favor to a mysterious stranger walking into town with a golden opportunity. One thing is sure, though, they'll definitely make your lives more complicated. Uh, so, roll dice based on how much heat you have. So we'll be rolling one die, and we'll be using entanglement level three, or notoriety level three table. And those are the good ones. Oh, they're all good. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Eclipse, would you like to roll one die? It's Please. a trick. It's a trick. <laughs> it's not a trick. So listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I am. I'm just going to turn off push talk. <laughs> okay, you got a two there, uh, which is high profile op. An allied faction or community urgently needs your help. Well, this makes sense. They're willing to pay well, but it's a high profile job. If you take the mission, you get plus two shells at payout. But every time you take heat on the job, take plus one heat. What? <laughs> oh, what? perfect. Listen, well, I, I want us to just have max heat. That fits, I guess. Uh, if you have, okay, lose one. All right, plus one heat. Um, yeah, I think this is, yeah, the allied faction in, in this case or community that urgently needs your help, obviously, is the, uh, quote unquote NPCs, non-player characters within the game. Uh, so if we are able to carry off this job, you get an extra two shells at payout, but additional heat. I was going to make a note of this. When are we going to get a quest from Headbutt Swan Dive? You think Headbutt Swan Dive needs your help? We're not high enough level. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not high enough profile yet. Headbutt once Swan get, Dive is too powerful for us. Once you get to max notoriety, we'll see. Okay. It's like, oh, you are dangerous enough. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next level or the next part of downtime is downtime activities. So each strider gets two downtime activities unless the crew is at war, in which case they get only one. You're not currently at war. Congratulations. If you have a friend, contact, or community member who can help you with a downtime activity, take plus one die to the roll. And after the roll, you can spend shells to improve the result level. Increase the result level by one for each shell spent. One to three becomes four, five. Four, five becomes six. Six becomes a crit. And this is on page 108. List of activities. Acquire asset. Construct foundation. Craft. Cut loose. Long-term project. Lose heat. Recover. Unwind. Or train. Um, uh, let's see. So, ah, or uh, reaching. Do either of you have activities you would like to do during this downtime? Um, I have at least one in mind. I might, uh, I think I'm going to acquire an asset. Um, All right. Ooh. I'd like to. I think I think it would be good to get a motorcycle because I feel like we're gonna have to move. Okay, you want to get like a, a vehicle? Yeah, like a nimble vehicle of some sort. Okay, so for acquire asset, you gain temporary use of an asset, a contractor, a vehicle, one special item or a set of common items, or a service. In this case, it's a vehicle. Temporary use means one significant period of uses that makes sense for the asset, usually the duration of one mission. Uh, you can also pick an, an asset for standby use in the future. Acquire the asset, roll your community's prosperity. The result indicates the quality of the asset you get, treating your community's prosperity as tier. Uh, I think the NPC community in the video game is at prosperity zero. So you would roll two dice and we'll take the lower result. Cool. Five. That's a one. It is a one. Um, you can't do negative one from zero, so it will just be <laughs> a, uh, a quality zero motorcycle. So it's, uh, let's see. It is what you might call a big wheel. <laughs> a bike not, not the big wheel 
Um, yeah, I think the motorcycle that you are able to basically uh, acquire here is one that is like a, it's like a, a surplus asset from the game. <laughs> something that is no longer in use because it's kind of glitchy. It's kind of it's a it's a Ooh. buggy. Ha ha ha. But it's not really a buggy. It's a, just a buggy motorcycle. You think um, it got patched out? <laughs> it got patched out because it was too it was too buggy, unreliable. It caused, you know, things like crashes and glitches in certain areas. Um, so like the Mako. <laughs> well, I, t- I take exception to that. <laughs> the, the Mako is supposed to handle like that. Uh, so you've got a glitchy motorcycle, so you can figure out what you think that that looks like as we go. Cool. And then I think the other thing that I'd like to do, and this is intentionally kind of, I wouldn't say this is self, self-sabotage, but uh, I'm intentionally creating complications because I know this is going to do. I will cause like problems a, on purpose. There's like a 75% chance this causes problems. I'm going to unwind, even though I only have two stress. Uh, okay. And I think the specific unwinding that I want to do is um, like, I, I like the idea that like maybe I can reach out to this other, uh, we, we said there was like this other NPC, um, yeah. like reach out and like kind of have like a tense, like uh, like a tense meeting, um, like on like neutral ground. Um, okay. And uh, I, I, I should have thought of some more. I, I, I like the idea that the name of this character is Zend, maybe Z E N D. And uh, yeah. They're, uh, um, I, my sense of them is that they're very, like, invested in the, like, like, their their view of this is that, like, the health of the game is, like, more important than anything, than, like, any individual person. Mm -hmm. Um, and they believe that, like, you know, the, 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 the devs, the, you know, the structure that, that holds the game together is more important than, you know, than, than Oz, uh, rebellious, uh, <laughs> rebellious desires. Okay. Zend is, Zend is like a, Zend is a liberal. Yeah. A hundred percent. All right. But I think, uh, wants Zend to, to understand them. Right. Uh, so when you unwind, you spend time with an NPC community member. When you decide to unwind, say who you go to and what you do together. So you're having a, a talk with Zend. In the somewhere in the underlayer that you can meet up, yeah, in the game, maybe crowd. like maybe an old tavern that's just kind of like uh, it's like tilted on its side. It's so like all the tables and chairs are just like at the bottom, uh, and like <laughs> you have to like climb up multiple like uh, like mounted uh, monster heads and like uh, signposts to like actually get up to the drinks. <laughs> Gotta have good core strength for that. Yeah. Um, Make an attribute roll using your using your lowest attribute rating. So That'd be that one. I wonder if it's angled that way to like for perspective, like a really weird perspective from like the player's point of view. <laughs> Maybe it's a mirror. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. there's that thing where like they would make the the like the way that you make a mirror in a game is you you put the same model uh, on the opposite side. Oh yeah. If if it have to be like a floor mirror, I think I'm trying to do like the. Anyways, I'm going to roll the dice. <laughs> okay, actually, that's fine. I don't overcommit. That's so hysterical <laughs> that this worked for you. Yeah. Shocking. All right, so you roll the one, which in this case is good. Now that brings you down to one stress. Yeah. So I think it being a one means that the talks are, as you say, uh, tense. And I think you come out of it with the idea that Zend is... Zend views you as a greater threat than, say, the moderators or bad players or badly intentioned players or the owners or devs of the game um, because you threaten the stability of the existing structure, which, you know, 
the, the, the existing structure is bad, but uh, Zen believes it can be fixed through, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Incremental change. Yeah. Being able to, you know, maybe submit, uh, you know, bug reports about this or that in order to create better working conditions for the NPCs. And I think Oz, the type of person who would like roll the footage, you know, would be like, here's this moderator doing X, Y, and Z. But like, I think Oz comes to understand Zend to some extent in that Zend believes in this thing more than more than any any individual circumstance. Yeah, Zend is Zend is the the person saying like, oh well, you know, we don't know what happened before the camera started rolling. You need the context. Yeah. What did they do to provoke this response from the moderator? I hate this individual. Mm. <laughs> wow, yeah, not, not a good bean. Yeah. So Zend is Zend is paying attention, which could be problematic during this uh, during this mission. Uh, reaching downtime actions. I definitely need to unwind. Okay. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. Um, so, mm -hmm. You could also cut loose if there's anyone else in Myriad who has stress they would like to deal with. Is anyone else stressed out? Want to hang out? Um, I'm pretty sure that Jojo and <laughs> Everyone I... else is at two. Yeah, we're at two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't want to overindulge with reaching through the night? Fine. That's fine. Um, All right. Uh, if you want mm -hmm. to un unwind, uh, what is... Uh, where are you going? Which NPC community member? And uh, what are you doing? I think reaching through the night, uh, just, you know, in this instance, goes home and goes and talks to um, the Enduring Loop. Okay. And um, I, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, Dangerous Midnight has become the uh, sort of the caretaker of the Lotus Beacon in the, in the community as well, which is uh, an anchor for quintessent energy. It's been built over the, you know, built like within the, uh, Oh, goodness. Built within the Wittershins. You mean the Wittershins? Yeah. So that's, uh, that's one of the foundations that was completed during uh, the mission you were away. Oh, okay. just okay. Just so you know, Dangerous Midnight is hanging around at the Lotus Beacon at the I, Wittershins. I think I go and check that out because I'm very curious about magic. Mm -hmm. Because maybe okay. if technology has, has led us to abuse digital life forms, maybe with magic we can help them escape. Just as a reminder to everyone, the... Uh... The beacon is placed like, you know, getting the rush of the waterfall, kind of like the statue of Shiva is in Bahubali. Uh, but it is like a big clam, like in the verse of Venus. But instead of Venus, it's a big shark jumping out of it. <laughs> <laughs> now, like an earth shark or someone else's planar shark? Oh, no, like a, a regular uh, water shark. Okay. All right. Um yeah, so you're you're going with uh, Dangerous Midnight and sort of communing in this area, and you know, uh, Zia is um, showing you all the the cool features that have been built into the Lotus Beacon. Like, oh, check this out! We got the three shells installed here in the bathrooms. It's totally the best. No. <laughs> is this really a place that people should be relieving themselves? If you can't find relief here, then where? I I think there's been a crossed wire. <laughs> <laughs> you can, uh, yeah, you can roll your lowest attribute rating. Yeah, why don't I? Which is two, I think. Okay, cool. Yeah. Four. Uh, four. Very nice. That takes care of most of your stress. And you have a second action you'd like to do? I think, because I already did my little personal investigation. Um, my wildlife charm got destroyed last time. Do I get that back? Yeah. Okay, so I don't have to worry about that. I think I'll just train. All right, go ahead. Yeah, I'll just train kinesis. And that's what just... are you doing to train kinesis? I think... Um, while talking to Dangerous Midnight is like de-stressful, 
uh, I, I think that reaching is having a hard time coming around on the Zen aspects of it. And so right. it just needs more physical exertion. And so go, goes to talk to, um, what is it? Ravening Zenith for sure. Yeah. And you know, just does some light sparring exercise. And he's just like, keep your hands up. Inappropriate. There are four different ways I could kill you in this second. Aww. Just wrapped up in I love her knives. so much. They're huge, huge, rippling, cybernetic biceps. Um, okay. Uh, yes, there we are. And there's reading rhythms. Um, this one is for, uh, for just for Mike, I think, and me, because it's related specifically to Medley Stead. Uh, with reading rhythms... Need to shift and change over time. Do you remember how this one works, Mike? If you feel that there has been a shift away from the current belief towards any other belief, then you would add a tick to the clock. If you feel that the current belief has been reinforced by your uh, by your mission, then you would remove a tick. And you can also just leave it if you feel nothing happened during your mission in the game. That would change. Tread lightly on new ground. Risks should not outweigh rewards. I don't think that I tread lightly at all. I, I did something very, very dangerous. And I think the risks were humongous. So I think... You think the community agrees with you that the risk I, no, was worth it? For sure not. I don't know. <laughs> I imagine if the community knew what I did, many would not approve. So I I'm, I'm think it's fine where it is. Okay. We'll leave it where it is then. Okay. And that brings us to preparing for this mission. Uh, your crew spends time planning each mission, uh, but we don't have to see that. That's the characters do that. The characters know what they are doing, even if we don't know what we're doing all the time. Uh, so what we need to determine is the type of plan, and then we will do an engagement roll. And of course, before the engagement roll, you can always gather information if there's any appropriate way to do so. There are six different plans. You've got battle, deception, stealth, technical, social, or transport. Um, I think personally, I think this is a prime candidate for a transport mission because you need mm -hmm. to get ah from the underlayer to the upload point. But uh, you can tell me if you have a different view of how this is going to go. Well, I guess the only one that, that also fit was like stealth, but I'm fine with transport. I, that probably makes a little bit more sense. I'm down for some transportation. We can be transporters uh, featuring Jason Statham. Satan, Satan, Jason. I'm having trouble making a spoonerism. Because <laughs> that wasn't Chevy Chase. I was like, no, not the same dude. <laughs> oh, God, I'm really struggling. <clears throat> yeah, it would be Satan, Jason, right? Um, yeah, just say it easily. Why don't you? <laughs> I'm sorry. Actually, I got it wrong. It'd be Stason, Jason. See, I can't um, say that. Stason, cargo or people through danger. The detail is the route and the means. Uh, so the route is going to be like, you're going to be moving through like disused parts of the sim, or of, not the sim, disused or degraded, patched out parts of the game in an attempt to avoid the, the main game on your way from here to there, I think. We're going through the levels that got scrapped in alpha. Mm -hmm. Or like seasonal content that's currently not being used. That kind of oh. stuff. Yeah. Um, the means. Uh, I mean, you can just plug the express in, right? Yes. Ooh, yeah. I think the Express is alive enough that it could experience the game. Definitely. Especially given <clears throat> your your one of us ability that it has. The Express does count as an expert. <laughs> yes. Ooh, the Express's quality is now two because you're Prosperity 1 in your community. That's exciting. Aha! Vehicle has access to, just as a reminder for your ability, uh, one of us, create one of your vehicles as an expert. And its quality is equal to your community prosperity plus one. The vehicle has access to 
teamwork maneuvers using its quality for roles. A vehicle can't lead a group action, but it can participate. And last session, you leveled up the playbook and got punch it. When you enter danger aboard a vehicle, you gain plus one impact for vehicle speed and maneuverability, and you don't suffer a worse position when moving around on the outside of a high-speed vehicle. Your vehicles gain armor. The Express, um, I believe we said the Express started growing metal feathers, which count as armor. That's sick as hell. To go with its robotic chicken legs on which it runs around. Yes, it's bird motif. Mm-hmm. Gotta go fast. Gotta grow fast. Okay, so we have the detail there. Um, if you'd like, you can try to collect information. Uh, it might be difficult to do, but ah, you could probably collect information on your end if there's anything you feel would be useful for helping get through this uh, this mission. Yeah, um, I guess uh, one thing in terms of just like understanding danger would be like because because one of my my rival is Wave, who's a focused inventor, who's like one of the devs. Um, so I guess like trying to figure out if Wave is online <laughs> for this. Um, I'm not sure how. I, I guess maybe like uh, what, what would be like they're getting access to their work schedule somehow. Yeah. Or, or something what, more vague, like hmm. are new players getting like the special sword that that wave gives them like Mm. like kind of following the following the the spider web a bit um and uh and kind of trying to get get a sense of this stuff from the outside so so you know she doesn't have to get too close to to wave uh himself okay cool um so for collecting information with that that sounds like decipher Uh, research analyze data and figure things out yes did that used to be read because i have an older sheet yeah that used to be okay Two in that. Four. All right, a four. So that means it's good information. Uh, yeah, I think you're able to see uh, at the moment. Uh, I'm just going to do um, a fortune roll here using the tier of the game devs five. Uh, I think you can see that Wave is online and will be for the foreseeable future. Like they, Wave logged in very shortly before the window for your mission opens and like this window is it's going to close so you still need to go ahead with it but wave is potentially in play damn but you know this at least so that's uh, true better than not knowing it for sure (laughs) all right anything you all want to do on the myriad end so um given the fact that i don't know if you've put out the episode yet with uh reaching meeting uh correct by the time this episode goes up, that one will be out, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, we have not heard it, so I just had a few um, trying to figure out, like, t- just some questions about it. So basically, the events, uh, the sequence of events, um, for context, is that reach- we dealt with what while Reaching was meeting Ah. Uh, I think that would probably be around the time you were dealing with the monster and the hallowed aquanaut. Okay. So then um probably around the same night ish. So then reaching got in thanks to uh the logistark checked it out, met with Ah who wants to leave because of the fact that these um Ah develop- doesn't want to leave. Ah wants to I wants to unshackle the npcs from the script of the game okay and basically all the npcs are indeed virtual intelligences if they aren't already they are evolving into okay just just making sure i have all the context here um going forward yeah 
Um, the way that you are all going to be getting in here, because you can't go through the gate, uh, the, the rift to the Anthophodon Republic right now, so uh, there's too much heat on you, and uh, they have implemented uh, a bunch more um, security features. So what has happened is that the Logistark has sent drones with... Um, the Logistark has created a daisy chain of small fungal uh, growths between Medleystead and an antenna in the Anthophodon Republic, which is a tenuous connection between you and the game, which could be interrupted. Um, okay. But it is, it, that is your way in right now. And that's part of why the window is so narrow that, uh, you know, the, the, this is a short-lived fungus with a self-destruct timer because, again, they don't want, the Logistark does not want that wave technology falling into the hands of the Anthophodon Republic at the moment, considering they're already trying to do something to it. Mm-hmm, Although that mm-hmm. might also be uh, another faction. We, don't, we still don't entirely know what happened there. Okay. So in context of the characters, basically it was like the Logistark and Richie telling us about briefing us on this, basically saying we need to go on through this digital daisy chain and help. Need to, yeah, log yeah, into the yeah. game and help as players help the NPC Eclipse move from point A to point B. Okay. Uh, thank you. Just just making sure I understood all of that. No problem. Now shall we do our engagement roll? I don't I don't mind doing it this time. I haven't rolled anything yet. <laughs> I believe in you. All right. So, um once the players choose a plan and provide its detail, I cut to the action, describing the scene as the crew starts the operation and encounters their first obstacle. Um so the way I describe the starting situation can have a huge impact on how simple or troublesome the operation turns out to be. Rather than expecting me to just get it right each time, we use a dice roll. This is the engagement roll. It's a fortune roll, starting with one die for sheer luck. We modify the dice pool for any major advantages or disadvantages that apply. So major advantages, plus one for a particularly bold or daring plan. How are we feeling about this one? This feels pretty daring. Yeah. (laughs) I would agree. Okay. Plus one if the plan is particularly effective at accomplishing the goal or exploits a weakness in the target. Um, I don't think so. No. Uh, plus one if a friend, contact, or community member can help with the mission. Uh, you've got help with, you've got help from, uh, from Ah here. So that's plus one there. Plus one for miscellaneous elements, differences in tier, faction politics. I don't think there are any positive miscellaneous elements at the moment. Plus one from foundations and abilities that provide a bonus to this engagement role. Uh, we don't have those. <clears throat> so we're currently at three die. Major disadvantages, plus one for an overly complex plan or one that relies on many factors. Uh, So you need to avoid the devs and the mods. Uh, You have to go through disused game content and you have to hope that the daisy chain of fungi is going to hold out until the end. I think that's a minus one. Minus one if the plan is particularly ineffective at accomplishing the goal or targets an obstacle where it's strongest. I don't think that's the case either. Minus one if a rival or enemy is interfering with the mission. as we've mentioned, Zend is watching you very closely. That's minus one. Minus one for miscellaneous elements. Um, I don't think there's anything here that will be enough to reduce that any further. So, oh, I guess it's, sorry, it's one die. Okay, a just three. a three. Okay, so a three uh, does mean that you start off in a desperate position. So, um, give me a couple minutes to think about where this is going to land you. Feel free to talk amongst yourselves. I'll be cutting this part out until I figure out what, what the starting scene is. We're okay. in the part of the game referred to as Doom Mountain, and we're already inside Doom Mountain. Doom, Doom <laughs> Mountain? <laughs> the Cave of No Return. The Swamp of Sadness. 
Well, we know it's not Shrek Swamp. That's a happy swamp. Oh, yeah, that is the best swamp. Plus, you're a human. In which case, what are you doing? I don't know if any of us count as human at this point. I mean, I guess... yourself? No, I I meant the characters. Oh, yeah. Silly. Yes, of course. I am a sentient starfish. I am Shork. Like a mutated human, so... And Oz, a digital life form that's two-dimensional sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes. Not all the times. Now I'm imagining Ah as a tune. I imagine Ah as very, like, uh... What's the word? Very, very... Or like fully formed. I, I don't I don't really imagine Oz. Well, there's probably some style happening there. Like, I think Oz like not Sea of Thieves, but like Sea of Thieves if it were like synthwave. Okay, <laughs> so basically, so basically the graphical style, but that aesthetic. Yeah, with a bit more like pizzazz, I guess. Pizzazz. Mm-hmm. More vivid colors. What if the Sea of Thieves art style fucked? <laughs> what if it fucked? <laughs> I don't know. I really like having playing my gigantically overweight man. Yeah. Fighting sharks with his. I horses. mean, the Sea of Thieves is so close to that already. It's true. It's very close to fucking. My pirate is very hot in Sea of Thieves. There you go. I'm just thinking about how, like, Sea of Thieves, like, reminds me of Pirates of the Caribbean now. The ride, not the movie. Well, now they have the people from the movie in the game, so... Oh, right! Right! They do have that now. It makes hardly any sense, but also a lot of sense. Oh, yeah, we gotta fight Davy Jones. Mm. I do like the fact that they have someone say that, that track from the ride... Dead men tell no tales over and over and over again. It's one of my favorite parts. It's a, it's a good part. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, just randomly, like yesterday, I come home and what are my parents listening to but random Disney music? And that starts playing. And I'm like, well, this is weird, but I'm for it. But if anyone wants to play disney name that tune or like has someone they need for help for it call me I'll call you for my uh I'll be my life trivia line. team exactly okay because i was pulling out the weirdest shit there last night like i'm like oh this is the song from the beginning of lady and the tramp <laughs> like it's literally the song for the beginning of lady and the tramp is like a weird like christmas song that they just made up huh. like you listen to it and you're like it's this a Disney song? What? I'm like, yeah, it's the, the song at the beginning of Lady and the Trail. All right, I'm set. Sorry for the delay. Um, all right, so the initial stages of the mission, I think, seem to go really well. You are each able to get logged in to the into the game, and there is only a, a slight control lag, I think, between your bodies and the and the game due to the daisy chain there. Dog. And uh you are able to log in and you, you know, you materialize, um, not in the tutorial section again. Uh, I think the Logistark Thank is able to, <laughs> Logistark is able to inject you, uh, into a point close to where you need to be. Um, what do your avatars look like in the game for the myriad players? Oh, this is so sad because I'm not Anubis this time. It's like a, it's like a cyberpunk aesthetic. I know, but I want to be Anubis again. 
<laughs> um, reaching through the night. So I, I, Eclipse and Matt have already had the benefit of having listened to this description, but reaching through the night's avatar is a, you know, when a wire fo- a wireframe defaults and it just starts T-posing in a video game? Yeah. Uh, reaching through the nights is that, except he's in the form of a starfish. So it's just like a gray featureless avatar that is starfishing in midair. So pretty glitchy, but extremely very, very dominant. Very dominant. <laughs> Weren't able to get that fixed up, eh? <laughs> I have no wish to. Okay. What is uh, what's JoJo's cyberpunk avatar? Oh, that's tough because you said avatar. My first thought was like the the, the punch em ninety sharks from the Vin Diesel commercial, and I have to think of something <laughs> like neon and chrome. Probably one of those, but just neon and chrome. Yeah, I mean, there just put go. a leather jacket on them yeah. with some studs. Just, just <laughs> a cyber psycho shark. Wrap around shades. Uh, yeah, those are street sharks. Street sharks. But I really want those wraparound shades, but that's your decision. Sorry. No, hell yeah. Yeah, they complete the look. I'm a shark on the streets. I better not run into any jets, so we're going to have a problem. Mm. Uh, all right, so Keba's avatar. Um. Oh, gee. Oh, no. <laughs> it's kind of like if you looked at... If you compared a side-by-side picture of Keva and the Avatar, um, I have to say that they look pretty similar. Like, but again, this is Cybertown. So Keva's hair is an electric blue. Um, and it's naturally, yeah. Yeah. And it's in one braid down her back instead of the more pinned up braid look that it is currently. Um, she definitely has uh like shoulderless but like mock turtleneck dress on that goes down to about her knees or a little bit higher. Um, Are there any elements of Maria Costco in this? Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Well, besides the electric blue hair, um, uh, what else is there? Whatever for whatever reason, um, Keva has like it's like stuck to her back, but it looks like just like a cape of butterfly wings in a in a deep blue. And so we were talking like an aqua electric blue hair, but this is like goes from that color to a dark blue. Cool. Yeah. All right. One of the, the kids are busting in here. Uh, it's OK. Want to say hi, Lawrence? No? Okay. Say hello for us. Oh. It's not a bus. Uh-huh. You love buses. <laughs> I do love buses. It looks like a bus. Hearing wheel. I know. Your favorite song. Um, okay. So that's everyone's avatar. And the Express is also here, formed um, around you. I think you're all in the... Yes, you're all in the bus. Yes, they are in a bus. How did you know? Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm going to recant and say that the butterfly wings are iridescent because they, they change color. The butterfly wing cape. I hate to interrupt the talk of buses. What is his favorite type of bus? Um, any. Any, okay. Anything that could even remotely be construed as a bus is a bus to him. A loaf of bread? Bus. <laughs> It's the bus you eat. <gasps> Cat bus? <laughs> um, okay, yes. So I think in uh, in the physical space, you are all aboard the Express as you're logged in, just to sort of lower the mental strain that's on the uh, Express as it is being 
uploaded into a video game as well. Um, the Express in the video game looks the, the same as in the real world, except um, instead of the usual like uh, gray look to it, it's chrome and uh, everything is edged with a neon colors, um, whether it makes sense for it to be or not. So it's like, it's like every element of the Express is outlined in a neon cell shade style. And then, of course, the, the Express itself is completely chromed. It's because that's the way things look around here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you are on the Express, and I think the meetup point that you get to is John and Sarah's house. So, um, ah, you see the Express approaching. It is running on six chicken legs and uh, trailing this, uh, these multicolored lines of neon as it moves at speed towards you and uh, skids to a halt, lowers the a hatch in the back and you are all here now outside of john and sarah's house which is i believe where you're supposed to be meeting right yeah i, I imagine john and sarah's house is like this like uh, it's it's like a log cabin but the inside is like um full of these like i i think they're non-collidable and i don't think they have physics but they're like these like knickknacks from like their time uh in the mmo and uh yeah it's, it's just like a it's like a player house like it's very like kind of rough and not not designed in the way that like a normal person would design their house but it's mm. very charming it has like pictures of them and their kids and like their dogs on like a wall in like the back okay um yeah so it's john and sarah's house and myriad you're emerging from the express as it settles down onto its haunches and ah is here as well would you like to remind us what ah looks like yeah um ah is a well, actually, I know that I have a picture of Ah, so I'm just gonna. I want to make sure it's consistent with what I drew, because uh, I'm like that. Um, so Ah is a like kind of middle height, maybe like five, five six, five seven, uh, woman with a uh, with two like kind of one like pink horn and like one slightly smaller uh, cyan horn. Um, she's wearing a jacket and a white V-neck. Um, as well as a uh, neon pink hoodie that's tied around her waist. Um, she's carrying a variety of cassettes and other strange uh, kind of uh, analog knickknacks, and she's wearing uh, fishnets and high, like, goth combat boots. Oh, and she has, like, really uh, very, like, kind of glowy neon, like, almost like a like a neon pearlescence uh, shades. Right. Um, what do you all say as you arrive? Well, this is very familiar, but also different and weird. And hello, nice to meet you. Hi, nice to meet you too. Um, yeah, I, I can't imagine what it's like not being here and coming here for the first time. Um, I only really recognize one of you. Uh, I'm, uh, it's nice to meet you. My name's Keva Jarama. Nice to meet you too. And Keva puts out her hand for a shake or sees if, uh, Ah is comfortable with doing that. Um, yeah, I will shake Keva's hand. Jojo here. Good to meet you. This is an interesting place. Yeah, I chose this place because it's kind of, the, the devs don't really seem to care about it. I, I think it was from some old players. Uh, they were pretty involved, I think. I mean some of this stuff and and she like walks over to like a (laughs) like a big like uh like frost blade on the wall and is like i mean some of this stuff must have taken like thousands of hours to get but uh i guess they just kind of mundane things 
basically it was a huge simulation for all these people that got uploaded. But this place is like more artificial, if that makes sense. I can understand why you want to get this place. This is your home and you want it to be run better, correct? Yeah. Well, I'd want it to be run by us, ideally. Yeah. I don't understand how anyone could just give you all, well, once they see that you, you're not, Keva's kind of at a loss for words here. <laughs> I know a lot of virtual intelligences back at home and I don't understand how they don't see that you're alive. I think on some level, because we make this place, we're the ones who make this thing run. They think that that makes everything okay. That that means that the only way that this place can run is if it runs the way that it has. But I don't think that's the case. Um, John and Sarah are former players or are they npcs as well like uh, i imagine them as former players um okay. the, the the thing that i'm kind of imagining and like i don't i don't know if this really is like a, a plot point or anything but like i i think the reason why their house is down here is because like um they logged off for a very very long time and i think that like i, I don't know I, I my my thing that i'm imagining is that like one or both of them are past um okay so as you are uh, having this conversation in the um, here in 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 the house in the log cabin, there is a sound deeper in the cabin as a, a door opening in another room, further down the hallway, and there's a, a creak of the door opening, and then a pause, and then you hear uh, the door closing again. It's not being kicked open or slammed shut or anything along those lines. It's just as if somebody were walking through a door, but um. Obviously, nobody else is supposed to be here. Um, I'm, I'm not here with anyone else. So should we go check that out? Of course. Um, is there a way we should act if it, like, so that they'll think that we're players just interacting with an NPC, I guess? Uh, yeah, I, I, get, I mean, I don't know if we want them to think that we're bugged, but, like, I can say I have this line, uh, hey there, are you looking for a job? And I'll ask you that, and then you just say, yeah, and I'll give you, uh, I think it's like, you have to, like, slay 15 crabs or something. Keva, like, stops and realizes that Eclipse is, that, is Eclipse the person that we met before in that like nightmare that we all collectively had. Um, ah is the person oh, sorry, from the vision, ah. yes. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Eclipse. Uh, Kevin kind of like says that and is like, please, if possible, please don't say that line again. I don't know how, but we had a vision of you, like a collective dream. It was really weird for you were there saying that. Huh, weird. Well, I have other lines. I can I'll figure something out. Yeah, I think reaching is very visibly disturbed when that line yeah. comes up. How does the uh, gray wireframe starfish look visibly disturbed? It folds in half. Okay. <laughs> That's a visually disturbing vision indeed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you're going to check out where the door sound came from. I think reaching will offer... Um, I can move quietly on my own if you wouldn't mind just hanging out here for a moment. I'll go and check it out. Make sure you stay safe. Of course. Uh, sure. Give us the signal if you need any backup. I'll scream. Flex. <laughs> <laughs> what load did we take? Uh, we didn't. So we should do that. I've just been waiting for a moment before the action starts to ask what loadout each of you are having for your character. 
Well, if this is an RPG, is it normal for us to have a heavy load? <laughs> That's a solid question. <clears throat> uh, I mean, yeah, you can you can pick the heavy load. It's uh, the usual caveats with with heavy is that uh, you know narratively it may mean that if you are trying to do like quick or agile actions, that may reduce, uh, it may make it more difficult. Okay, so it's not going to stick out, but slower actions okay and remember if you have a heavy load you can't fast travel <laughs> <laughs> i'm encumbered a perk for it oh true but i don't think we're any sort of level i'm just gonna go with normal <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all, all i can think of is just like these players with the heavy load just slowly inching like in a like in a skyrim or fallout <laughs> doing power attacks to try and move faster um i'm gonna go normal okay yeah sticking with normal all right um all right so uh reaching you want to are you trying to sneak up on whatever this is i want to sneak into the house and see if i can find well we know that one of the rooms open uh you heard a door open and close i think you're all in like the main area of the cabin so you heard somewhere else in the cabin a door open and close in that case, yeah, reaching is going to try to get eyes on them. Okay. Uh, do you breaking want to... and entering is a long honored RPG tradition. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And stealing all of everyone's vases. This might be a trace if you're trying to find someone hidden, or it could be shadow if you're trying to shadow a target or spy or eavesdrop. I think trace in this case because i don't think reaching well actually so you don't, no, i you, would say shadow because reaching is probably on high alert yeah so shadow is if you don't want them to notice you trace is if you just want to find them yeah it's going to be shadow okay um all right so you're we're, we know we're in a desperate position uh to start off with here not entirely sure why yet but maybe we're about to find out so desperate and uh reaching is gonna die standard effect yep okay uh one die a five a five all right so on a five, um, that means we'll be looking at desperate consequence. Um, do, 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 do. What happened to me? There we go. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Um, so desperate consequences is, uh, let's see, one controlled and one risky. Might make more sense to do here. Sorry, just a bit of left. Oh, hello. Hi, yes, you're back again. Hi. <laughs> Little babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're climbing up. Used to happen to me when I worked at the daycare. The babies would want to climb me. Yes, <laughs> move. <laughs> I stopped wearing cargo pants because it was very helpful to them. Mm, too many uh. handholds. Exactly. Okay. Sorry. All right. Um. Right. So, uh, you. The good news is you were able to get eyes on something here um so i am going to create a new threat clock and add one tick as a controlled consequence and as a risky consequence uh let's see Hmm. i had something here just moments ago uh oh no okay other way around so there's a clock that i have here i'm going to adjust it by no that doesn't work sorry my brain's a little frazzled okay so a controlled consequence and a risky consequence because i don't want to jump directly to this one Yes, I would prefer if you didn't jump to that one. <laughs> okay, yeah, all right, I know. All right, so um, first thing is I'm going to inflict level one harm. 
The reason for this is because, as I mentioned, you do see what's happening here. Uh, you round the corner and, uh, well, you're peeking around the corner and you can see that there are two figures who have entered from what looks to be, you would guess, the bedroom of this log cabin. And the figures are, um, they are like those bird people that you have seen. They seem to be the uh, most populous species in this part of the Anthophoden Republic, the cockatoo-like people with the four arms and the four eyes. There's two of them and they're in like uh, pretty cool looking cyberpunk gear. You know, they've got, uh, they both have matching sleeveless leather jackets with uh, studs on the shoulders and they have like these um, designs on the back that appears to be some sort of maybe faction logo and they're in uh, and glowing neon tubing paint of some sort. And uh, they are facing away from you and they are um, making low noises to each other that might be talking. Uh, they both have like um, iridescent uh, feathering as well. Like their crests each are different colors. One's pink, one's blue. And the rest of their feathers have like a pearlescent sheen to them uh, that go between those two colors. So they're like a mirror images of each other in a way. And um, these two avatars are making low noises at each other. And um, one of them turns a little bit towards you, not enough to see you, but they turn a little bit towards you and they're holding um, a tray with like tea stuff on it, like treats and stuff as if they're preparing to welcome the guests who have come into their home. Um, but as they turn, you see that things are starting to come out of their bodies that don't look like they should be there. Like they are growing carapace coming out through their skin. Their eyes are going from regular to compound. There are new facets being added to their eyes, you know, hundreds per second. And there are these bug-like features that are beginning to grow out of the bird-like bodies in ways that are deeply disturbing and the level one harm that you would take as a result of that is shaken and that's the first consequence and the second consequence is uh, i am going to um let's see adjust the clock that i have here by i have a two question yes. Are, if the first consequence is shaken can the second one be not stirred <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to put two harms in a row but we'll see what happens next just reaching is going to get bodied this episode, and I've accepted that. Aww. Uh, okay, yeah, I think I'll take Shaken, and then I'll look at this clock here and see. All right, so the clock is Notice, and Sweet. I have ticked it up by two. It's two out of four. That one I would like to say no thank you. Okay, Uno give it a shot. Um, can I play my Red Eyes Shining? Can I play my Melody to resist that? Yeah, you can always play your Melody, uh, Red Eyes Shining. Yeah, oh, Red Eyes Shining. I, yeah. I thought you were going to say Red Eyes Black Dragon, and I was <laughs> like, Mike... I summoned my red eyes black dragon. <laughs> Matt, correct me if I'm wrong. Are these two plain clothes mods? Uh, they look like uh, they look like player avatars. Uh. but something is growing out of them. Well, in that case, yeah, I'll, I'm gonna red eyes shining and just avoid the notice. But I'll take shaken. Okay, so I will let's see. There we go. Notice back to zero out of four. So you you see this. You see them turning towards you. They're still holding the tray, but these things are, are pushing out of their, their bodies, these insect-like things. Um, that's what you've noticed. It has shaken you. You are feeling deeply disturbed by this visual you saw. Uh, I'm going to report back to the group 
and let them know that we've got either two players or viruses growing out of these player avatars that look like the the bug mod that I saw earlier. Uh, what you see as you are back in the uh, in the main room, and I think this contributes to the shakenness, is the figures that you saw. You see, like on the wall, there's all those pictures of John and Sarah in their you know their real um, bird person forms and such. The players themselves, but there are also pictures of their player avatars, and that was them. Um, so this house is haunted. Reaching says without an accent. Shook <laughs> you right out of the accent. That's how shaking you are. It was completely. It was a put on this whole time. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not space Irish. No, uh, reaching is. Uh, we've got two avatars upstairs. They're carrying like a tea tray, and the two of them are growing insect spirits out of the bodies, and they look just like John and Sarah. And I gesture at the portrait. That's. Uh, I usually don't check out the back rooms. Uh, all right. Do you think we should deal with them or try and get around them somehow? I'm rather out of my element in the moment. We can try to leave, but I'm not sure. You're not certain that they're not usually here. I mean, they might be. Uh, I I tend to stick to this room because I am afraid of stuff like that showing up. As the two of you are speaking, uh, you notice briefly behind you that sword that you were looking at mounted on the wall it is beginning to grow insect parts as well i'm going to tick up the notice clock by one. Oh god um i have yes. an idea what is your idea <laughs> i think uh god yeah I, I think i think i think uh oz just gonna go for it um i'm gonna tick a strange weapon um i, I have this idea for like uh like takes out a glove like this like heavy metal glove and puts it on and like reaches into the wall and like pulls out a chunk of like data like it looks like uh like a gmod asset that's not loaded in it's like that like pink and black uh checkerboard and uh she's just gonna lob it at the at the sword uh at, at the sort of insectoid manifestations that are growing okay um the bad news is that will definitely fill the notice clock because they'll know where you are the good news is that will allow you to affect the clock that's behind this one. Oh, good yeah i'm just cool. wondering can we like find a plate and try to like boundary break through the wall <laughs> <laughs> uh reaching is gonna hide as soon as possible <laughs> um how do powers work in this place it's a good question and we will find out if you use them um so right, first yeah. off <laughs> we are going to do a uh, a roll because you're you're doing an action there um yes. ah, so what do you see this action as that you're doing? What action um, do you think this is? I think this is either skirmish or sunder. Is sunder? I'm, I'm not sure if I have the right stuff here. I think sunder makes sense, like hack into firewalls, destroy with overwhelming force, that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, so desperate, and I think this will have standard effects because you are using game assets um, in this in this case. Uh, so yeah, desperate, standard, sunder a five. A five. Okay. So uh, a five means that you are going to standard, going to tick the clock by two. The clock here is agents. Um, right. So this data chunk that you lob into the sword, the sword um, glitches out for a moment and um, disappears. And then a moment later, it is replaced by the original sword without the insect parts. Um, it appears to have to have worked this trick you've done by by grabbing uh, the data with your strange glove 
um, the roof of the building, uh, the roof of this, the ceiling of the room is the word that I want to say, which is probably the roof of the log cabin. Uh, the ceiling of the room um, unfolds, and uh, above that, you see that the sky is beginning to take on the stormy aspect uh, that you saw before when a mod was approaching. Um, at the same time here, the two forms that were once John and Sarah's player avatars, it's unclear if they are logged in or what's going on here, um, round the corner into this room, and they are, at this point, uh, very distressingly transformed into part bird, part insect, centaur-type things. Um, like, there's an additional insectoid back end growing out of where their bird tail was, and, you know, bits of feathers coming out of the carapace and insect legs in addition to their bird legs as they both come towards you, and their, their compound eyes are looking at the group of you with a uh, look of mm, blankness in that it looks like there's not really anything necessarily alive behind it, but you can feel the focused attention. Um, the desperate consequence here is that I am going to, uh, I'm going to create a new clock and adjust it by one tick. And that is the mods clock. And that is a six point clock of the mods arriving. Oh no, not the mods. Uh, yeah, when this clock fills, the mods will find you. Um, and the... I can't stress how bad the mods are. <laughs> okay. You know, I've been shit posting in the wee hours of the morning. <laughs> um, yeah. And the, uh, the John and Sarah puppets or whatever's going on with them. Uh, they, from their compound eyes, it's like every second lens in the thousands of them in there, um, extrudes a neon shaded laser beam that fires out into the room and, uh, uh, it is aiming for you with the level two harm um, glitched. Mm. Essentially, these lasers, if they touch you, you can see them as they are tearing through the environment towards you. Everything they touch sort of uh, pixelates and uh, atomizes, leaving blank space behind. Yeah, I'm going to resist that. Okay. Uh, you can also use armor, of course, for this type of thing. Oh, right. Um, does armor protect the entire thing, or is it just... Um, yeah, I think it would in this case. It's either a kinesis resist or you can use armor. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll put down armor. Okay. Uh, in that case, um, yeah, what happens to, how does the, how does the armor protect you from this? Is it just the armor takes the hit instead of you? Um, I, I like the idea that, uh, does like a, like kind of like almost like a breath of the wild blazer parry, um, mm -hmm. and like deflects it to the side with, uh, her glasses. Like she just like flicks them off and... <laughs> Uh, and like the glasses break, uh, but um, and she like kind of casts them to the side, and, and the, the the beam kind of just like fires off harmlessly. All right. So the you know the beams they zero in, and you know the glasses get flicked off, and the glasses pixelate and then uh, vanish from existence. So I have a question. Yes. Can I still talk our way out of this? Um. Because I have a it's, very it's... fun, crazy idea. <laughs> Um, it is difficult to tell if there's anything that's listening or if this is an automated process that's, that's happening through these disused avatars, like potentially. Um, okay. Because dang it. Cause I was thinking about photo, uh, fo Kev saying basically like you're interrupting our photo shoot, um, with this NPC, but maybe not. You're, you're always welcome to try stuff. Okay. 
is telling you what Keva would have noticed also that the the way that these things are are moving and looking it's difficult to tell if there's anything there or if this is automated like there's okay as i said it they look blank but focused oh so is it possible that someone else is controlling them it, it's possible it could okay. just be as i said it could be an automated process or it could be uh, a dev or a mod or another npc there's not you don't know enough you could try to find okay. out that's, that's the thing you can try to learn Okay, I think I, I'm going to roll my bluff. Um, so Keva is standing there and she is taken out like she was just kind of standing there and was like, oh my gosh, you're ruining. Can you stop being so aggro in here? You're ruining our photo shoot. We were going to try and get this NPC to like glitch out so that we could like take some funny photos okay um i think the uh, at its base this just straight roll here is desperate no effect um, uh, you can always you know uh, push yourself or uh lotus gambits assistance all those things that you can do to improve your improve your uh, impact desperate no effect there are no emotions can can we make these bug centaurs feel <laughs> no, I'm trying. I mean, as, as a bug centaur, they do not feel. I have a question. Is it okay if mm -hmm. I do that as being a like a setup for Keva trying to distract them before she hacks? Uh, you can set up someone else to hack them. Like a setup action is you set up somebody else's actions. Um, but you could also like that's that's how a set specifically a setup action works that way. You do a thing to distract them so that someone else could hack them or okay. someone else could distract them so that you could hack at them. I'll distract um, if you want to hold up. Okay. Yeah. We'll just pretend like that was Keva, like trying to like nudge, uh, reaching to join in on the con there. So my one non melody special ability is charm sync, which lets mm -hmm. me spend two stress, uh, to do a number of effects. But I think, I could do one that that improves the uh, position and effect of of setup actions. Um, they want that. That sounds good. That sounds good. I think I'll do that. Uh, uh, sort so of. like, Keva says that, and then uh, like starts like glitch posing or something. My specific idea is that Ah uh, is activating the in-game party system. Like, oh. <laughs> there's like an exp <laughs> bonus that you get from. Uh, or not EXP, but, you know, things are more potent uh, with, with, like, the party system. Oh, so okay. Little uh, like, putting us all in a party, basically. I'm assuming Keva and Reaching give JoJo some kind of signal that they are attempting a con so that JoJo doesn't just, like, bull rush and wreck these dudes. Oh, oh, of course. Uh, I feel like the weird, terrible voice was the sign. <laughs> that that voice was Keva's way of saying, we're trying to con someone here. Maybe there's a, a keyword in there. Maybe the keyword aggro means don't go aggro. Yeah. <laughs> so Kevin's like, don't go all aggro. Re reaching, pulling out a gun. Yes, I will not do that. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, for Charm Sync, you channel mm -hmm. the, in this case, forces of the game uh, to enhance your crew's teamwork, spend two stress to grant any of the following be benefits to the whole crew for about an hour, plus one stress for each extra benefit. So all group actions gain potency, setup actions gain both improved position and plus one impact, and your push only costs one stress if someone assists you. Uh, so which of these are you activating or how many are you activating? 
I think I'm going to do exclusively the second one, the set of actions. Actually, you know, we'll do the group actions one too. We'll do set okay. of actions, group actions. All group actions gain potency. That's going to be very useful for reasons that will become clear. And set up actions gain grant both improved position and plus one impact. Okay, so okay. with my shape, which is what Kevin's going to do, which is basically because we all started distracting them a little bit, uh, slash getting buffs in there, Keva is going to try to hack them. Okay. Um, Reaching, you were going to do a setup first, right? Yes. I okay. would like to discombobulate the agents by glitching all around the room. Okay. Um, good. So you're trying to glitch all around the room as your setup action, and I just want to quickly double-check here. Reaching I thinks always... that he's doing like a bunch of really cool parkour, but what it really looks like is the wireframe colliding with everything. <laughs> okay, so setup. When you perform a setup action, you have an indirect impact on an obstacle. If your action has its intended result, any member of the team who follows through on your maneuver gets one plus one impact level or improved position for their role, in this case both. You choose the benefit based on the nature of your setup action. Okay. Uh, since the setup action can increase the impact of follow-up actions, it's also useful when the team is facing tough opposition that has advantages in quality, scale, and or potency. Even if the strides are reduced to zero impact due to disadvantage in a situation, the setup action provides a bonus that allows for limited impacts. Okay, and does it have... All right. Um, so what action do you see this as reaching? What action are you taking in this setup action? The, the bluff? I th either bluff or no, because it's not finesse. It's not, I guess it's bluff. Um, it might be, because I was thinking Wayfair, but it's very much not Wayfair. It's kind of, okay, I, I would, hmm, as a setup action. Yeah, I mean, the, the purpose of your, what you are doing is distracting. So, I mean, bluff is, is the one that makes the most sense here. Yeah, I vibe with that. Okay. So, Do I get um, XP for setup actions? Uh, yeah, yeah. Any desperate action roll gives you experience. So again, please make sure if you have done actions while desperate, put a uh, experience in the relevant uh, ability. You might score. say that no matter what my position is, I'm always desperate when I play this game. So <laughs> they're uh, not wrong. Well, you know, I'm just saying, reaching should be level twenty. <laughs> oh, yeah, so give it a roll. Your bluff, desperate position. Um, how many gambit dice? What are they called in this system? <laughs> I'm good at this harmony. Game. Harmony. How many harmony dice do we have? Currently, there are two harmony. Would anyone mind if I bump this zero to a one, or should I just roll it? I don't mind if you bump it. Go ahead. Harmonize. Because I produce harmony. Uh, I generate harmony on risky rolls as well whenever I roll a six. So ah, where we thrive. Yes. So if we get back to risky at any point, I can feed us more. <laughs> All right. Let me do that. Okay. If we had like unlimited. Um, Ooh, a six. Ooh, yes. Nice. If, if nice. we had all this money for merchandise, I think we said before that we would have a whiskey called Risky Standard. Risky, whiskey. Risky, risky Standard. Risky Standard. <laughs> I'll have a, I have a Risky Sour. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, yeah, so you bouncing all about the room draws the attention of these agents and um, they begin turning their, uh, you know, turning their attentions towards you. They are trying to track your movements. Uh, it's difficult for them because uh, you are moving in ways they are not expecting to see. This is outside of their programming, if indeed it is programming that they're following. Uh, so, Keva, you wanted to shape. Yes. So do I get the two die since I'm getting 
or do you I get, get... Uh, you get plus one uh, improved position. So you are now at limited impact and I'm oh, sorry, improved position. Uh, so you're at risky because the attention's not on you and limited, risky limited due to the setup action here. I just you know, the setup action does not give you additional dice, um, but if somebody assisted you, you could get an extra die from their assistance. Um, also, I'm adding another harmony back to the pool because you rolled a six on a group action. Um, okay. Reaching. I am okay. a golden god. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's two harmony. You could use one of those. You can get assisted. You can do both. I just uh, I just rolled. Um, just figured. Okay. To see so what the store. Risky limited. I will tick agents one. So agents is at three out of six. Dealing with these agents, um, there will be a risky consequence to this. And what does this look like? Keva's doing shape here. Well, as you know, um, Keva's in a virtual world, which means uh, it does not have to follow our or their world's logic. So in this, it's like a bunch of butterflies just sort of appear and land on the heads of these strange interlopers. Mm, cool. And tr uh, try to, like, you know, hack them. I think uh, where the butterflies land, they're landing on some of the insectoid parts that are jutting out of the bird bits. Uh, where they land, those insectoid parts begin to pixelate and uh, burn away from the bird parts. When the butterflies land on, you know, a an antenna that's jutting out of the bird's head and the antenna disintegrates into pixels. Um, risky consequences. Uh, so in this case, um, what have we got that's fun and interesting? Okay. Two controlled consequences. Or, hmm, nah, we'll just do one risky consequence. Um, so the butterflies are beginning to burn away this insectoid stuff, which maybe is controlling or animating these old player avatars, hard to say. Um, but the attention of one of the uh, avatars, the former Sarah avatar, uh, shifts towards you and those compound neon eye lasers extrude again and fire towards you, Keva, giving you the level two harm glitched out. Nope. No? Okay. How does this, how is this no? You're going to resist this one? Um, I want to, I want to use armor on this one. Okay. You are welcome to do so. Mark off one of your load and tick off armor. Yes. And, uh, yeah, the, what's the armor that, uh, Keva's avatar has here that gets disintegrated instead of whatever part of her the lasers might touch? I want to say that it's like these butterfly scales just sort of float out of the wings and in front of her and just kind of glimmer away as they burn up. Very cool. Yeah. So they take the hit from, from this. Uh, what else is going on? Jojo, haven't heard much from you so far. I was probably flexing in the background, trying to contribute <laughs> to the, the distraction, but I, I seeing that, you know, these uh, bug folk are still, like, actively attacking my friends. Uh, I, ha I have to intervene. Are you going to check with Keva first that the... Because Keva did say the aggro code word. True. I think Jojo will just kind of, like, look at Keva and, like, pose aggressively, like, yes, no? Keva, Keva just shrugs and is like they're too far gone they right. the lights are on but nobody's home lunch i needed <laughs> so uh, i will i will just charge the nearest one okay 
all right, so we're uh, desperate position here. And what uh, what are you doing at them? I think you're attacking them, I guess. Yeah, I'm just going to run up and like body the nearest one. Okay. Um, let's see. So you have the Reverie School. You have potency in unarmed combat and don't suffer reduced impact or worse position if you're unarmed against opponents with melee weapons. You can precisely define the degree of harm you deal to opponents in melee combat. Um, okay, so you're currently at desperate and with the Reverie School limited effects. All right, I'll take it. All right, desperate limited hey. and skirmish. And you've got a six there. Awesome. Dang, Velvet. All right. Uh, limited means that I'll tick the agent's clock up by one again. It's currently at four out of six. And uh, yeah, what's the, how does this look? I think one of these agents is going to get taken out. I think the former Sarah one here is going to take it out. It's already been weakened by the uh, butterflies and its attention is split. Yeah, I, I want to get uh, just a running start and then do the, the jumping Superman punch. All right, you've got your blaze light going. Always, and uh, they are quietly muttering to themselves the up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, <laughs> BA start. Uh, yeah, I think um, as your, your glowing fist uh, impacts the uh, former Sarah Avatar, there's a thunderous thunder clap, I suppose is what I want to say, sound, and um, the insect bits all explode off of the avatar at once, and uh, the avatar then T-poses. Um, what else is going on? What's, uh, what's Ah doing here? I think, um, I think like, Ah hasn't seen them crack down this hard before, um, and especially not here, so I think Ah is going to see if, um, I'm trying to think of how. But I think Oz going to try and get in touch with Izzy, who's the other like uh, NPC rights organizer. Um, okay. And I'm I I'm trying to think of something cool, <laughs> like uh, maybe because like we're we're like under the world, so like maybe mm -hmm. like Ah uh, is going to like um, use some sort of like code magic to uh, like I'm trying to think maybe there's like a certain tree that grows on the surface that like she can make flower and that's like their like kind of code word yeah i love that i'm not okay. sure if that would be connect or sunder mm, i feel like that's probably connect because you're not you're not uh destroying with overwhelming force or doing anything like that it's you're right. trying to get in touch with somebody yeah so um, yes yeah, so, uh, that would either be hmm, i feel like that's mostly tune okay but I, we can probably do connect as well on that cool i'll do connect because i don't have any in tune. Six. All right. So it'll be uh, okay. Desperate with a uh, yeah. Desperate with limited effect here from you know because you're in the in the middle of a, a battle still going on with the former John Bug Centaur. Right. Uh, with your six, uh, for sure, you are able to um, use your use your code. Is there like a, a button you press, or uh, how do you send the signal to bloom the tree? My sense is that like uh kind of has like um like i don't think every interaction that ah has with like the mmo is like purely um like i guess material like i, th I think ah like or it, this is material but this is almost a bit more like uh synth synthetic organic like ah like touches the wall and like roots like climb up through like through the the, the like darkness that that kind of separates the surface from from the, the world below okay is this uh, another function of your glove thing yeah that'd be cool Okay. All right. So you touch that glove to the wall and the, the roots, you see roots briefly growing through the wall and then the roots sort of disappear. And up on the surface near Izzy's NPC post, 
Um, what what is Izzy's role as an NPC? Um, what are some fun? I think Izzy is like the person who Izzy is like the like pretty lady who stands near the auction board. Okay. Ooh. Uh, yeah, so the auction board is underneath uh, a tree, and that tree, you know, in-game is only supposed to bloom during certain seasonal events. Um, but Izzy is standing there. Um, I think Izzy is probably one of the bird people. Do you think it makes sense? Because that would be the majority of their player base. Yeah. Okay. So Izzy is a, an, you know, an alluring cockatoo person, <laughs> four-armed cockatoo person, whatever that may look like. Maybe she has particularly fine plumage. Um, and... She's there standing next to the auction board explaining to a player how the auction board works for the umpteenth time as both. Sh- uh, sorry, is Izzy she her? Uh, yeah, I'll see she her. Okay, sorry. Just, okay, so um, explaining for the umpteenth time to this player. And I think what has happened here is that this player has cycled through the dialogue too quickly and then just like kept pressing A and has restarted the explain how the auction board work thing works six times now. <laughs> so... Neither neither the player nor Izzy want to be here or want this to be happening right now. <laughs> in order to use the auction board, first you must like forcing to go through that script again. And the player's like oh, hammering A and like this time I'm not going to keep pressing A at the end. Um, but Izzy out of the corner of her eye sees the uh, the flowers blooming on the tree. And uh, what is Izzy's role here? Can you speak with Izzy through this or is it uh, a different thing is this a signal to izzy to do something i think this is a signal uh for izzy to go down to uh it's actually a good question i guess just to seek uh out like I, I feel like they probably have a sense of like where where they are like where each other are okay um yeah so i think izzy takes uh, a risk here and izzy um does a quick motion with her hand she's also got uh, a glove similar to yours that she's wearing um on i think her lower right hand and uh, she does like a series of motions with her uh, with her feathery fingers on that hand. And there's a brief glitch as like uh, she glitches out of existence next to the uh, the auction board. And the player who's in the middle of the dialogue is looking. I'm like, oh, what, what's going on? And then um, Izzy reappears there again. But it is not the real Izzy. It is uh, a Izzy has been able to, perhaps with help of another one of the, the uh, NPC Liberation Front, or whatever, whatever the group is called, uh, been able to create a temporary decoy Izzy that goes through the same motions, but activating it comes with a risk. Uh, so Izzy is on her way to you. Neat. Um, yeah, probably arrive uh, you know, shortly in a few minutes. Um, the John Bug Centaur, the former... John Bug Centaur is uh, still active and is uh, not having much luck with the lasers, like is firing them towards reaching as reaching is uh, still bouncing around the room. But the, uh, you know, the the neon tubes. um, So my visual for these lasers is that they, do you know the, uh, was it Dark Side or the Parademons eye lasers in DC comics? Like they come out and they go and there are these lines of light that they don't move at like the speed of light or anything, but there are these lines of light that move and they go in like hard angles and, and right angles as they move and, and chase their target. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my visual for that is it's like that, but imagine neon lighting tubes. Uh, and as they move, the neon lighting tubes, like they, they crumble uh, in the back end as they continue to move forward. So it's these neon lighting tubes that are moving towards you at right angles and, and chasing you around. And then they're disintegrating on the opposite end as they continue to move. 
Um, so they're not having a lot of luck getting uh, reaching with these. But as um, uh, as Ah makes contact here, they they do attempt once more to do a pincer attack on reaching with themselves. In that, while the um, neon lasers are chasing down reaching's current position, um, a tail like a scorpion style tail has been uh, growing out of the back of the bug centaur bit. And it is now sweeping around towards where reaching is heading towards, hoping to catch you in between the two, which would be the uh, level two harm brushed for you reaching. Don't forget, of course, um, other, other characters can always uh, resist consequences on your, on your behalf. Yeah. I was going to say, can I try to defend reaching? Yeah. My shark in spandex armor. <laughs> and you have uh, intercepting fist as well so when you protect teammates or npcs take plus 1d to your resistance roll uh so yeah this is a kinesis resistance you would be doing cool cool damn <laughs> i'm gonna pay for this later don't cheer uh yeah you got a Yo. crit so um what? heal one of your stress get out of here are we still desperate uh we are still desperate okay cool uh yeah so you heal one of your stress there um and yeah what how does Jojo, what does Jojo do here? Uh, I think uh, Jojo is just recovering from having uh, uh, taken Sarah out and doing their, you know, usual like cursory scan of the battlefield. Uh, notices the predicament that reaching is in and will move to intercept the scorpion tail by you know, trying to grab it mid strike or at least uh, deflect it with their fist. All right. And protect is a teamwork action, so I'm adding another harmony to the pool. You're at three oh, harmony. harmony. You're at three in the moment. Okay. Um, yeah, you, you block the tail, and the former John Bug Centaur infected uh, avatar uh, is now basically facing um, the two of you, is like reaching, and Jojo are in, in front of it. And um, Ah and Keva, you are maybe a little bit further away from the action at this point, but still in the same room. Like this is all taking place in a room. This room is getting trashed. Um, the pictures are getting <laughs> flung from the walls. Uh, you know, the, the that old sword is human memory is being destroyed. It, yeah, it's it's not good. This is not great. Um, like the I think the brackets that were mounting that sword that glitched out earlier are gone, and the part of the wall behind it is gone. But the sword is still floating there because it was just reloaded. The asset. Um, yeah, what do you, what do you all want to do? Can you throw me at the John Centaur like a ninja star? Nothing would make me happier. All right. <laughs> I've been waiting for you to ask me that for a very long time, Reaching. I, I, cons I consent <laughs> to this um, activity. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Uh, we got ourselves a fastball special then. Um, is this a group action or are you aiding or assisting rather? I would like to assist a, a violence. Okay. A, a whole ass Ooh. violence. All right. So when you assist, uh, you take a stress. And do, 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 uh, what kind of action do you see this as, Jojo? Uh, if Reaching is trying to do a violence, I think it would be a skirmish, or unless it would be Wayfair because I'm tossing them. Um, throwing would be like a trace thing, but that's from a distance. I think you're still close enough for this to be skirmish. All right, cool. Uh, All right, and from uh, the aid from Reaching, is that an extra die or just increased effect? Uh, the assist is an extra die. Yeah, so assist is plus 1d to the roll. Um, you are at, uh, desperate limited in this for skirmish. Uh, how many harmony do we have? Three. Uh, can I use one to increase the effect? Um, this is a question that I always forget about. Let me check how harmony works. I think harmony is just for extra die, but I'll, I'll check here. Can you 
push yourself weirdly with like any abilities or something? Uh, let me see. Because you can just push yourself for two at stress. Harmony gives you a bonus die when you really need to conserve stress, and you have an opportunity to generate every time you take a desperate action or work together. Cool. Harmony is meant right. to be uh, used. Yeah, it's just extra die. I'll push myself then for my tie to break ability for the increased effect. Okay. Um, I don't think you need to use tide break on this. Um, just pushing yourself is like just pushing yourself is is what will allow you to do this. Although it could be a superhuman feat of physical force, throwing a yeah human sized ninja star. And given that uh, we are sure. both uh, aqua folk, uh, I want there to be like a sort of you know spiritual or at least like pixel effect of water, yes. like when Starmie spins at a person. <laughs> or star you? I forget. I wasn't a Pokemon child. Is this like uh, in they Demon Slayer? Do that. We do a water release jutsu, <laughs> and reaching through the night. Um, yeah, this is like Kisame throwing a giant ninja star. This is literally that situation. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm visually oh. sort of seeing this as in. Uh... I, I do it. The luck ran out. No. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. At least hey, it wasn't like six ones in a row. Yeah, but hey, I'm still surprised by the three ones there. Uh, yes, you should. Yes, uh, so that roll didn't happen. We're actually just going to roll again. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Th how's that, how's that work out? Because uh, you didn't see it. Oh, I see. <laughs> I rolled to disbelieve, Matt. Hmm. Uh, I'm just going to take a screenshot of that one. <laughs> Share it that's, over in the songs Discord. That's up there. <laughs> That's yeah. up there. Listen, nobody, no one will ever beat Nova Valkyrie's role, but this one's up there. <laughs> Listen, that was trash, and yeah. you should still feel bad about that one. <laughs> Eclipse, I don't know if you know, but one time, um, Faye rolled like five d six and got like four ones and a two. <laughs> Tragic. Yeah, that that uh, shaped the entire um, Truly. arc of yeah. season bad. two. It did. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> The entire following season kind of followed from that role. Um, okay. Yeah, so what happens here? <laughs> Reaching evaporates into bloody mist. <laughs> Reaching gets stuck in the wall. I got too excited about the throw part and forgot about the aim part. Okay. Mm. Okay, all right, okay, all right. This is fine. So, uh, one controlled, one risky. I think there's two of you involved, so it makes sense to have two consequences here. Um, so, controlled consequence. I'm going to adjust the mods clock by one tick uh, as this ongoing battle continues to draw their attention. Mods clock is at two out of six. That's the first consequence here. The second consequence is um, reaching you fly towards the, uh, the, the John... Uh, former John Avatar, and at the last possible second, they unleash their laser barrage. So, um, like, they hold up several arms in front of them, more arms than you realize that they had, some bird, some insect, uh, like in front of them to cushion the impact and point-blank blast you with the lasers, which is uh, level 2 harm. Uh, partially disintegrated. Oh, is that all it is? <laughs> oh, yeah. damn. I think I will... Mike, why are you always getting hit with, like, a light point blank? <laughs> huh. This is a thing that has happened to me in stories of a broken son a lot. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I will burn my armor to say no to you, sir. Okay. Uh, Alright, so, uh, let's see here. You've got your armor, and yeah, uh, you also have your armor upgrade, of course. Uh, one for use of armor that Ollie made for you. So 
you can use that if you wish. I will use that instead. for this. Okay. Yeah. So Ollie's Ollie's handling um, our connection matrix style on the other side and sees that I'm getting blown to digital bits and does oh no and does something to help. <laughs> It's like, oh, Reaching's mind is being disintegrated. Good. <laughs> I don't like that. Seems bad. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, uh, yeah, there's this, a, a flash of, I guess, uh, blue energy counteracting this neon energy, and it's like a AT field almost, the impact, and there's a, a hex uh, grid between you and the um, lasers. So you end up bouncing off of each other, and you're, you're sent spinning off into uh, a corner of the room. Um, yeah, it wasn't great. Uh, so Jojo, you're probably a little, um, you're still in the midst of the follow through here. Um, Eclipse, uh, sorry, Ah or Keva. It's a lot of Centauran screaming taking place. Yeah. I, <laughs> oh no. Oh, I don't like the sound of that. Um, and I, and I also don't like that sound in general. <laughs> um, so I think seeing the fact that things are going pear shaped. Keva is just going to go into full uh, team mom mode and just sort of try to sunder this uh, bug bird, bird bug. I don't know. Basically, she's going to hit it um, with, and I think I'm going to use up another weapon here i'm just trying to figure out what sort of weapon it is would you be okay with ah doing a setup into this oh sure i feel um, like it's like ah hands keva a weapon <laughs> out of nowhere yeah i was also thinking specifically i have this recon beetle i was thinking of like doing like a like a weak point analysis thing uh like like spinning out the the re- yeah so i think i'm gonna do that uh i'll use it or i'll take out i'm i'm trying to think of i guess it's just like a little like robot beetle that ah has um it's definitely not something that she's supposed to have it's like made of like uh like it's probably like some like class asset like from from like one of the mmos classes uh, and she just Mm -hmm. like has it and she just throws it out and uh, i think it'll try and examine the the weak points on this uh this this bug okay um right so uh for your setup action you need to be a desperate position here uh and using your bug, I think, will certainly help with this. Uh, let's see. So is this a, is a decipher, you think? Probably or, decipher, yeah. Yeah, decipher. Uh, so desperate and decipher. I think I will also... Uh, that brings me a bit close. Um, I can just, like, spend Harmony to... Actually, we, Harmony's like a group thing, right? Yeah, you can all, but you can spend it. You're part of the group. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll save it, because I feel like the setup is less important than the actual hit. Um, so I'll roll 2D. That's a four. There you go. Oh, sorry, Velvet, did you spend harmony on that roll? I can't remember. I did not. I pushed myself. Right. Okay. All right. So a four. All right. So that's a partial success here, which does mean you, you successfully do the setup action. You're able to analyze and find a weak point. Like, uh, we get a sort of a grid style overlay of, uh, the figure and, uh, you're able to see like the particular points where it will be most effective to, um, strike or disrupt in some way to sunder uh, or shear away the uh whatever it is uh the you know game agent that is uh infecting this avatar uh, and puppeting it uh so you can see that uh happening of course there are uh, consequences to this uh, i think activating this 
uh, definitely draws the attention of the mods. So I will tick up the uh, mods clock by two. I don't like that. Of course, you can always resist any any consequences unless it's from a Lotus Gambit. So just as a reminder, I will actually I will resist that. Uh, so that's OK. You want to resist that? What is it that um, that you do in order to camouflage this action from the game systems? Um, I'll just help <laughs> us determine what uh, ability it is. Yeah, I think I think Oz making the game think that uh, she's like helping a player understand their their class features. Um, mm, okay, uh, that sounds like a semiosis resistance then. That makes sense. That'll be two. Okay, so um, you resist that, uh, but you take three stress. Cool. Are you using a different character sheet from the one that you sent me? Because I've been I've been tracking stuff on the one that you sent me the 0.5 one um i'm using the same sheet i'm also tracking stuff on my end okay all right uh da, 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 da. what am i right so you took three stress in resisting that so you're at six out of eight no, yeah a little close seven out of nine stress rather uh, i mean getting too much stress isn't like the end of the game or you die or anything it's just you're taken out for a short amount of time and then you get a quirk when you come back Right. Um, it just makes you more interesting to get pummeled to death. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you're able to. Uh, it, it is difficult for you to do. It puts a lot of mental strain on you to uh, do this kind of uh, bluff to the system. But again, you do successfully uh, signal to Keva what those points are. Um, how do you transfer that information to Keva? Um, I like the idea that it's all like visible. Like it's all like a visual interface. So like the the little beetle is like hovering and like casting this grid with like visible like dots as weak points on the uh on the bug yeah okay so like this is literally what it would look like in the in the game anyway so yeah especially because you're you're in a in a in a group you're teamed up as it were all right so that's a successful setup action but it is a a setup action um keva for you to do your sunder you have three okay. harmony available to you as well and you are at uh, desperate limited or no desperate standard effect at this point with the with the setup action. Well, you're Assuming, actually due to charm yeah. sync, you have improved position and one extra effect. Uh, I think so, right? As long as it's in the same hour. Uh, yeah, so it's the same hour. So um, setup actions grant both improved position and plus one impact. So you got risky, risky, and uh, limited unless you are declaring some gear or pushing yourself that could bring you up to standard because right now you said you were going to use a weapon but we didn't say what the weapon's going to be yes um correct i'm just trying to figure this one out so basically so you could have your hidden weapon i mean you've got your hair that could be any weapon and that could translate into the game in some way um there's also That's Blade true. or bludgeon, strange weapon. I I think we're gonna go with hidden weapon there. Okay, and that'll bring you up to standard effect. And still only one die, correct? Yeah. My I only have one side. Okay, so um, Keva, uh, let's see what the roll is first. And there, there's. I can't stress enough. There is three harmony currently available. Okay, then I will use a harmony. <laughs> to I want to use to all three. Die. <laughs> uh, Can yeah. You so stack the harmony. Unfortunately, not on the same roll. So I will spend one and upgrade it to two dice. Sound good? Yes. Yep. Okay. Risky standard. Our old friend, risky oh, standard. Yeah. It's, it's a five. It's so a good thing we use that harmony. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, okay. yeah. So Go basically, ahead. Keva's hidden weapon. Um, well, let's see. What is it that comes out? 
Um, I think it just sort of glitches around because there are no assets for hair coming out of someone's head and there's no way for our gigantic butter. You know what? Basically, a gigantic butterfly appears and just kind of glitches into our our friend here. And for whatever reason, like... It's like, Kev, it, like you know how in video games, there's the animation already set up for something, even if the web, the item that you're holding is not what's supposed to be mapped to that thing. So it just sort of floats there mm-hmm. and moves with the animation. Yeah. It's kind of like that. It's a gigantic, iridescent looking butterfly just kind of floating in midair sideways as keva it looks like keva's doing an animation for attacking with like some sort of bladed weapon (laughs) and keva is just like oh my gosh this is a really weird um she's like if this was in real world this would be just keva like cutting up with her hair but this Mm -hmm. is this is literally just a weird sideways butterfly thing and keva's like (laughs) It's like, I'm not controlling myself, but I kind of am controlling myself. This is weird. This is really a whole weird. new meaning to butterfly knife. <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> okay, yeah, the, uh, the butterfly knife, I think uh, as you were doing the attack, it, it strikes at the point that, uh, that I uh, highlighted for you. And the bug bits are once again pixelated in, uh, in an explosion of pixel dust off of the avatar, which also goes into back into its T-pose. and. At this point, it's clear that there was no player logged into these. John and Sarah have not returned to the game, but their avatars were used. Somehow, someone knew that you were here and set up this ambush for you at your meeting point. And uh, we're going to take a little break before we get on to the last bit of this mission here. 